You're listening to sermons from St. Macarios the Great, Orthodox Mission in Hyde Park. Tried to bind him. 
He's screaming at Jesus with a loud voice, and he goes by the name Legion. Pretty good setup for a horror movie. And then we have this other incident with these swine. When Jesus encounters the man and drives them out, the demons rush into these pigs and immediately drown themselves. It's quite a shocking story. And when Jesus comes to this, this demon-possessed man, he says to him, the man that is, says to Jesus, Why do you torment me? Why do you torment me? Am I not tormented enough already? Alienated from himself, out of his mind, alienated from his friends and his family, alienated from his community? Am I not tormented enough, completely out of control, violent? Am I not tormented enough living here among the dead? And of course, Jesus comes not to torment this man, but to liberate him, to free him from his torment. If you recall, a few chapters earlier in Luke's Gospel, our Lord's very first sermon, a significant one, his very first sermon, is at a synagogue in Nazareth, in Luke chapter 4, if you want to read it. And Jesus comes to the synagogue and he says, give me the scroll of Isaiah. And he opens the scroll and he finds his spot where he's going to define what his mission is in coming to us. So he found the place in Isaiah and he read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to give glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Jesus says, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. The year of the Lord's favor, the acceptable year of the Lord. This is a reference from our Lord to Leviticus. To the year of Jubilee. If you don't recall the year of Jubilee, The way that God set up and structured the life of Israel was on seven-year cycles and seven-day cycles, the seventh day being the Sabbath, the seventh year being the Sabbath year when the land would rest. And then in the 50th year, seven times seven plus one, you would have the year of Jubilee. And in the year of Jubilee, it says in Leviticus, you shall treat this 50th year as sacred. 
You shall proclaim liberty in the land for all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. See, this 50-year period was a chance to reset, to restore justice in the community. It was a chance where the land was redistributed, where debts were forgiven, slaves were redeemed, prisoners were set free, everything was reset, restored, renewed, recovered, reestablished, reconciled. It was a year of remembrance, rest, restitution, repentance, and rejoicing. You can see why when our Lord came in this synagogue in Nazareth and proclaimed this jubilee of God, the people received it as good news. I mean, it'd be good news, especially if you were among those who are poor, those who are oppressed, those who are in prison, you're in debt. You know, that would be good news. But then something odd happens. Jesus tells the people two other stories. Stories from the lives of Elijah and Elijah. When they went out in their lives and ministered, not to the people of Israel, but to their enemies. And when the people heard this, they were ready to throw Jesus off a cliff. They weren't ready to hear that this good news, this jubilee that Christ was bringing, extended even to the enemy, even to those they hated. They weren't ready to hear it because it upset their status quo. It upset the way things were. So now, coming back to this man, this demon-possessed man, four chapters later in Luke's Gospel, our Lord is putting this jubilee practice, this jubilee proclamation, rather, into practice. He cast out this legion of demons and frees this man from his torments. And you have to think, how could that not be good news? How could that not be good news for not only this man, but this community that has been unable to do anything? They've been powerless to do anything for this man. And yet, when it happens, the swine herds, the caretakers, they come to the village and they tell them, Everything that happens, the villagers beg Jesus, leave us alone. Depart from us. We don't want anything to do with you. They responded with fear and they begged Jesus to leave. Mercy came to their town and offered liberation. But the people could not accept it. Why? Once again, because that mercy offered by Christ 
might upset their status quo. Or to put it another way, that mercy offered by Christ might affect their profit market. The townspeople valued their profits, they valued their property more than that person. Jesus was dangerous because he challenged and he reversed their priorities. They were content with the status quo. I mean, sure, this man was a disruption, but he could be pushed to the outskirts now. He could be pushed out. He could be hidden among the dead and forgotten. I wonder if you can think of anyone in our own society in which we do that. When Christ comes and offers us liberation, when he offers us mercy, when he offers us his love and freedom, do we respond with fear, lest we disrupt the status quo? And most of us probably don't encounter demoniacs, a legion of demons on a regular basis. Let me do give me a call. <laughs> but we do experience those who are alienated, like this man, who are lonely. We do know those who feel their lives are out of control. We do know those who are overcome by anger, hatred, and violence. We do know those who are pushed to the margins and the outskirts to live among the dead. And Christ invites us this morning not only to hear this message of jubilee, but to participate in it, to join with him, to take this offer of freedom for those who are suffering from these demons, and to extend it to them. Not, not by treating those who are suffering as mere objects of our mercy, but encountering them as our Lord did, as human beings, as subjects. Joining them in solidarity. That's how Christ came and saved us. The Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians that Christ, though he was rich, for our sake became poor. That by his poverty, we might preach. He joined us in solidarity in our own state. And we can do the same. We can participate in this jubilee not, or we can participate rather in this jubilee by joining those who are lonely, those who are alienated. And in the love of Christ, we can draw them into community. We can join with those who are trapped in anger 
or hatred or violence, and with the peace of Christ, help them find peace and forgiveness. Enjoy with those who our society has pushed among the tombs, and with the life of Christ, bring them back to the land of the living. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing, says the Lord. Go and do likewise. In the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.